If you have ever felt like you just have no hope of improving your flexibility, your strength, your range of motion, then today I want you to pay attention. This video is an interview with my friend Mitch who went through years of struggles with crazy stiff hips. He couldn't even spread his legs apart without crazy pinching on the outsides of his hips. He couldn't squat down low in a natural squatting position because his hips felt impinged. In today's interview, we're gonna talk about Mitch's hip impingement and what he did to gradually, painstakingly restore his hip function and range of motion. Mitch is a close personal friend and a former coworker, and I am so glad to have this opportunity to share his wisdom with you today. Here we go. All right, Mitch, so let's just jump into it. Let's talk about what your hips were like, what age were you when they were at their worst, and and just tell us how terrible everything was. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, uh, my hips were pretty bad, and it was something that I was like always aware of, but I became a lot more aware of it when I started to realize or, or start to address mobility. I wanted to be mobile. I wanted to do um, things like gymnastics and stuff like this. Um, and it became even more evident when I was like, man, I can't do anything. I couldn't even squat very well, you know? So I know um, growing up, you've told me that you played uh, video games a lot. And I know, I think in college, you played basketball at a pretty competitive level, right? Um, at what point did mobility come into it? And, and were your hips also affecting basketball? You know, give us an idea of that. Yeah. So when I was playing basketball, it, I, I always noticed it. Like it was always a limiter. So when you... When you play defense in particular, like you have to be able to to open your legs, right? Open your hips so that you can create a bigger barrier, basically be a bigger barrier for someone not to pass. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't do that. Like I, it, when I would try to open my hips and, and, and be a big base, I would just get the worst pinching and pain on the outside of my hips. And that was the whole time I played basketball. It never changed. You know, I never worked on it. I never, I knew it was a problem. I didn't know how to address it going. Yeah. So going after basketball into just, you know, trying to keep myself fit um, was when I started to I started, I hit a point and I was like, I wonder if this can change because it really sucks. <laughs> okay. So everything just, Felt like it sucked uh, while you're playing basketball. Um, I assume that made you worse at defense than you otherwise would have been. Uh, at what point then did you decide, I want to start working on stuff like mobility and gymnastics? The only thing that I really knew in regards to like fitness and working out was like basically strength training, you know, like doing squats and deadlifts and like cleans and stuff like this so that's what i defaulted to and i got into like trying to lift really heavy and i mean i always noticed that i, I could deadlift really well but i couldn't squat like I literally with weight on my back like I, you know i was watching all these people squat really heavy and get 
really low and deep. And I just literally couldn't do it with my body. And the biggest thing that I'd run into is the, the pinching in the front of my hips. Mm -hmm. So I was doing that for a while. And then, you know, I started to get into like body weight training as well. And, uh, you know, I got introduced to GMB and mm -hmm. they did a lot of just like ground floor movement that I was really interested in. And so I actually started to do one of their programs. That's all body weight floor based. You know, it's, it's a lot of it is based on being in a squat. It was the worst. I mean, like I knew I needed to do all of it, but that really, if there was anything that like illuminated how bad everything was, it was when I started to try to do that more body weight stuff. And it, it became really, really clear to me, like how, you know, how stiff I was and how, how bad that it was then. So to recap, you couldn't, uh, in basketball, you couldn't spread your legs wide enough to play defense effectively because you'd get pinching on your outer hips. And then when you go into, you're done with basketball, you're lifting weight, you're trying to do body weight stuff, you can't squat at all because you get pinching in the front of your hips. So at that point, what are you thinking? You know, there's a few places that my mind is going. You know, one is like, I want to fix this. I don't, I don't want to be stuck. Cause that's how I felt is stuck. So it was like, how, how do I do this? Is there a path for this? Is there, you know, like, is there a way to do this? The other thing I'm thinking is, I don't know if I can, like, I've, I've never seen people do this. And, and there was fear and doubt, you know, it was like, it's kind of scary. It's kind of scary to be honest. Um, I think for context, so people know too, is like you play basketball, but people don't necessarily know that you're tall and, uh, a lot of tall people, I've heard tall people just say, well, I'm just too tall to squat. And I wonder, you know, how much of that got into your head just over the years that that goes just along with the narrative that like you know some people just can't can't change some people just can't do it it's not it's not their bones it's not their body i fell into that for sure uh I, you know i remember like my brothers because we all got into this type of stuff more flexibility training and stuff at the same time and they were progressing so fast mm -hmm. and so for me i was like man i guess I guess it's just not my body, you know, like, right. I guess it's just not for me. I'll have to take a different path. And, you know, that voice is strong. Sometimes that voice was really strong. Sometimes that's a, that's a, that voice can be so loud. Uh, and it doesn't matter how tall you are, right? It's like, you, you can see, Oh, other people are making progress so much faster. And if I'm not making progress at that speed, then my body is in some way inherently broken, um, irreparably broken, right? So, so now you're sinking into that, that, that sea of doubt. I, I'm assuming you got out of that. How'd you get out of that? What was the, what was the impetus to get you out of that? Yeah, it, it was a few years of, of falling on my face. Like I was trying everything that 
mainstream said to try for flexibility work. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I was trying basic stretches, you know, hamstring stretches, adductor stretches, uh, glute stretches, you know, whatever it was like, like the classic gym class stuff. And it wasn't working very well, you know, it wasn't working at all. And uh, what I felt when I would do those things was like pure intensity. Like it did feel like I was running to into the end. And, and I, again, like, this is like, I felt like I was running into bones. Like it Mm -hmm. felt, that's what it felt like in my body, Mm -hmm. Uh, which again is like more evidence for like, I can't do this. Um, and, and I kept like, I just kept trying and I kept trying and honestly, like it just didn't really work. It worked. The one thing it worked for was my hamstrings. My hamstrings was the first thing to open up. And I used, I was doing the GMB stuff. And for some reason, like that stuff was money. So I, I saw results there and I saw that things could change. So I was like, okay, things can change. This is possible. Right. right. I just need to figure out how to do that for the other parts of my body. And that stuff didn't come easy. And for it really was like a year and a half to two year period of trying and like things not working. What was the first thing that you then made progress on and how did you actually make progress on it? OK, so this is this is the fun part. <laughs> so. Um, this is when I actually started to work with you to work with Matt and Vincent and Trevor. In case anybody doesn't know, those are all people who have been part of the upright health team at some point. Um, and so we were all together a couple of years ago in one place. Yeah. And so I, uh, I wasn't like working there yet, but I was, um, hanging out with you guys basically. And I remember this is really funny. Remember Matt was like me <laughs> this Matt. Yes. So I remember you had me do something very specific because I told you that I can't open my hips. It hurts really bad. And you were like, you, you had me lay on my side and lift my leg out to the side. <laughs> and I was like, ow, like that. No, like that hurts. Like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) And and that's actually like, that's where it ended that day. Because we had me do it and you're like, you need to strengthen these muscles. These Mm -hmm. muscles are weak. They're not allowing you. You're not strong enough to pull your hips apart. And I was was like, no, but it hurts. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's where it ended that day. And, And then I like, it sort of like sunk in more. And I hung out with Vincent. And Vincent sort of told me the same thing in a different way. <laughs> and he had me do like the similar exercise, like opening my legs, using my outer hip muscles. And then something clicked. And I was like, wait, these muscles are so weak. That's why it hurts because they're so weak. Right. And so I started, to, I started to associate that painful feeling with weakness. <laughs> I was, that's when I was like, okay, so it's a week. Let me get it really strong. And so I literally worked on this almost every day, like five, six days a week. I would just go at it. And within two or three months, my 
hips were opening like so much more mm. and uh i'd say the range was an improvement but what was the the bigger improvement was the feeling i could actually like open my hips without intense pain right right so that was the first besides the hamstrings that was the first one where i was like oh, okay like we really can change this and it opened my eyes a lot man that's a um a powerful lesson and a powerful story i honestly didn't even remember that so thanks for sharing it uh and i'm glad that i was able to put that in your head and vincent was able to put it in your head as well so strength you realize strength is missing and you need to add it so um then how does this affect your squat? Because now we're, you know, we still have that pinching in the front of the hip and you're too tall and your bones are too long to squat. So what did you do next? Yeah. So I think, and I also think I didn't describe this as uh, specific as I could. Like my squat was just the worst, the worst, like it was so <laughs> painful, you know, cause it's like my hips don't want to open. And my hips, my, you have this impingement in the front of my hip. So mm -hmm. when I go down into a squat, it, it just feels like you're hitting the end. You know? mm -hmm. I think the biggest improvements to start are always just the feeling, you mm -hmm. know, it's, it's not always the range, but it's like, I can do this and it's easier, you know? So like in my squat, like I can't say my range improved a lot. But that feeling was just so nice. Like, it's just this, like, clear feeling. And this, I think that this sort of freed me up, like, gaining strength in my outer hips freed me up to start working on more uh, mobility work, like, more stretching, uh, contract, relax work. So still strength, stretch stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so it sounds like, from what you just said, after you built the strength in your outer hips squatting started to feel less bad so then you could try to do it more but it didn't magically make your squat deeper right away um then are you saying then that doing more of the stretching and other mobility more stretch and strength work then helped you then restore the full range of motion in your squat or is there any i guess i'm wondering also were there any magic bullets where you're like holy cow I just did this to stretch or strengthen something in my hip and now my squat feels much better because magic bullets are great. Everyone wants magic bullets. I'm just, just curious. There may not be one. Honestly, like, I think that's a big point, at least in my, my journey. Some people, some really have those magic bullets, but like my journey has been so slow. Like, you know, it's, it's, it, there's improvement and I see it and I feel it, but it, it is not like I, there have been very few moments where I'm like, I do something and I'm like, oh my God, you know, it's more like <laughs> do something. And I'm like, oh, that feels like the right way to go. So mm -hmm. I'm going to keep working on that. Right. I feel a weakness or I feel the ability to stretch something. And then I, and then it's just this like, all right, we're going to go in that direction. And I go that direction for a while. Mm. That's, that's, uh, it's super interesting to hear you describe it that way. Uh, I think extremely valuable because, 
Um, something that I always try to get across to people is that there, there are some drastic, very serious context differences for everybody. And how your body reacts can be extremely different um, from somebody else. So, like you're saying, you've never had a, oh, like, oh, that just fixed it kind of moment. Whereas I know for me personally, I'll do experiments on my body and like try and exercise. And if I get the right, like many times in my life, if, if I get the right one, it is just like a holy cow. Like it was this easy to fix this whole time. I just had to do that. I'm just gonna do that for another week or two and I should be great, right? So um, people have to recognize from your story it ain't always like that. It can take time. And I think the bigger thing you're talking about here is you were kind of, kind of listened to your body. You felt like, oh, hmm, something about this feels like the right direction. And then you followed it. So I'm curious, can you talk more about that um, skill of kind of listening and then following that path? I like that you said skill. It's such a skill. And it's uh, the way I describe it now to people who I work with is you're developing a relationship with your body and you're developing communication. As I was going through all this stuff, I, I started to realize that there's no reason that my body can't do right. these things. And I don't know how that became apparent to me necessarily. I think it was just watching. I just watching a lot of people like <laughs> do things, right? Like gymnasts, dancers, circus people, like whatever. And, and starting to just be like, my, what makes my body different? Why? Like, there, is there any reason that I can't do that? And I started to believe like, no. Right. Like there's no reason that I can't do that. So I think starting from that sort of like understanding or like theory or hypothesis, like when you're working with your body you start to explore these ranges and then you can ask the question, like, why, what's stopping me from being able to do that? Yeah. And then you sort of assess like, oh, is it weakness? You start to like play around with the muscles that are involved with that. Oftentimes you're gonna find a weakness, <laughs> I did. Um, but sometimes it's, sometimes it's stretching. Sometimes there's just something that just doesn't let go. You know, and it's just, ah. So it, it's, it's very much a skill of getting into these places and asking questions and receiving the communication back from your body. Your body's talking to you, you're talking to it and sort of asking, can I, can I develop strength here? Can I fire these muscles? Can I get a little more range? Um, I think it's super key. It's shocking when you kind of rewind and you, or even just, sorry, zoom out and you look at what most people's physical lives look like from a very young age, from about seven and above, 
you know, you, you realize the physical challenges and the physical feats most human bodies are now asked to perform. I mean, so minimal and it becomes very obvious why our bodies get so weak, right? If you're playing video games and then you go run out onto the basketball court, yeah, I mean, you might not be fully prepared to be playing basketball properly if all of your other time is spent sitting in front of a screen, right? S screen doesn't make you stronger. <laughs> yeah, you, you were just not, we're not spending time um, just visiting these ranges and, you know, using them in any way. It's, it's not a part of what we do. So let's talk about now, um, you know, you have this, you have built strength, you've built flexibility. Um, what's your squat like now? Are you able to poop in the woods if your life depends on it or? <laughs> yeah. I mean, hopefully on the screen we could flash here, my squat now, like, it, I mean, I'm sitting all the way down, you know, like it, it's still restricted. It's, you know, it's not. I wouldn't say it's it's beautiful, but I'm down there and I'm pretty comfortable. I'd say every month it gets more comfortable. And, you know, it's been five years, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> it's like, it makes me laugh. It makes me laugh. I mean, it's been so much work, um, but yeah, I'm here, you know? And I think one thing I would say is about where I'm at now is, I'm not extremely flexible. I wouldn't, I don't think I'd be impressing many people. Um, but if you compare, ooh, you know, like different person, very different person inside and out, you know? I'm uh, surprised. I mean, I would just take issue and say, having seen where you were like two or three years ago with your flexibility um i think that would impress most weightlifting gym going men where you were a couple of years ago you may not impress any circus performers or gymnasts or um, you know people who, who can dislocate joints or whatever but versus the majority of people who are walking around the gym super stiff, I would say you are flexible, right? Give yourself that credit. That's man. true. That's true. <laughs> like, like I would, if I were looking at me a few, like that five years ago, I'd be like, man, I wish I could do that. Right. That guy's got all the luck, man. All the genetics that guy has tall and flexible. <laughs> It, it's it's really it's crazy to me you know I'm, i was excited to have this conversation because because going from being stuck like just feeling stuck and and what we talked about earlier like feeling like maybe this is just how it is you know and to like now to how i feel how malleable we are and even like how transient some of this stuff is like day to day, it's so transient and, you know, like just, just making the changes that I have made in my body is like, it's sort of mind blowing. Um, and it makes me just want to share it, you know, because I, I don't want people to be where I was 
and just be th- just be in that place of like i'm stuck yeah. and it's just this is how it is you know like it's not <laughs> it's it's not <laughs> Yeah, if you're stuck in that place right now, you should hear the voices right now that say it's it's not permanent and you can start climbing, start climbing out of that dark hole, right? Yeah. And it's so slow, man. Like you you yeah, you were a part of it for a while watching me. Like yeah, it's slow. That slowness, that process of figuring out what's blocking you no matter what for most people takes time like like maybe you maybe you find there are magic bullets here and there but i i don't know many people who are like i just had to do this one exercise and everything in my body is better um it just unfortunately doesn't work that way <laughs> but the way i relate to your magic bullet thing for me is like sometimes you find the like the stretch you know mm-hmm. or whatever it is and you just pound it it's yep, like yep. all right this is this is it right now but then it, it eventually goes you know right right but you did it you know you yep, yep. you attacked that low-hanging fruit and then another one will appear yep. and that's how i view the process um is you unwind what can be unwound at that moment right, right. And then, and you just do it until you can't anymore or until something else appears. Yeah, it's, it's that metaphor we've always used is, right, look for the low-hanging fruit, grab that fruit, eat it, (laughs) eat every bit of it, and then look for more low-hanging fruit. You know, if it's your hamstrings, those were your first most obvious and they made the biggest change, that was your low-hanging fruit then, but it would be a waste of your time to continue to keep working on your hamstrings constantly when there's other stuff that's that's there that you realize you can make an improvement on right Um, doesn't mean you can't go back if that becomes a another piece of the puzzle again in the future but you know there's there's just these stages where one thing is important you deal with that now and then it changes and your focus can rotate and move. So uh, you talked about wanting to help people. Um, You don't want people to stay in that deep dark hole of helplessness and hopelessness. So what are you doing now um, to help people? Yeah, I work with people one-on-one with this type of stuff. Um, You know, COVID took a lot of stuff on Zoom, so getting pretty good at that. I've been working with some people um, on just opening their bodies. Same same thing. I mean, people who have been told by physical therapists, you know, by doctors and physicians that they're not, it's not going to change. And, you know, six months in, it's like, whoa, this is a, this is a different body. You know, so working one-on-one with folks, actually, that's, that's really the focus right now, because I think, I think that's what it takes, especially if you're like unfamiliar with this stuff. Um, just having someone who can can guide the process is just so <laughs> helpful, you know. <laughs> and like we were lucky enough to have that together. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like we were, we were sort of a, a team in a unit and we'd kind of like be each other's guides slash handholders slash, uh, sometimes tough love. <laughs> and so we were lucky enough to have that, but, um, I think having that in whatever way, if it's a coach, you know, so, so helpful. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, uh, really difficult if you have no anatomy experience if you have no knowledge of exercise you know if you've never stepped foot in a gym you've maybe done a couple of workouts you saw on tv or on youtube once it can be very daunting to to try to fix yourself uh, you know depending on what thoughts are running through your mind it can be very easy to convince yourself that the whole process is pointless um so it is if you're in that spot it's definitely important um, if you can find somebody who can guide you right somebody who can kind of take you along and try to calm you down and and just push you forward um, as long as you're willing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah you're gonna yeah. need to be talked down from the ledge sometimes oh so yeah 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 and you have to accept that somebody's gonna talk you down from the ledge but um uh so where are you now so people who are listening and watching know where where can people find you if they want your help just just you youtube art of opening um and you can find everything in the description of any video you watch my my website watch some of my videos if it if it resonates because this is my main focus you know, like I've just decided, like, I'm just going to focus on people who are feeling stuck. And so I'd recommend doing that first. Right. So it's art of opening on YouTube. Um, I know I've watched a few of your videos and have been impressed by the editing and the presentation. Um, and some of the, you had a climbing video on there too, at some point where it was like very helpful. Um, and just as an aside, you know, just to kind of wrap up this journey that Mitch has been on, you know, he went from being so stiff he couldn't basically shuffle side to side properly um, and couldn't squat down at all to now being able to go climb around on walls um, or pieces of rock, getting his hips and shoulders and everything into challenging, awkward positions and then expressing strength and stability in those awkward positions so that's like if you take nothing else from this it's that change amazing change is possible and mitch is a very clear example of that and you can if you ever get the chance to go on i mean of course you'll have the chance to go on his youtube channel and just kind of see how he moves now uh, you know, and, and just imagine a stiff tin man years ago, like it's mind blowing. It, it is really mind blowing to see. So definitely check him out. Um, any closing thoughts, Mitch, anything you want to add? Anything we skipped? Yeah, I have to add this because, um, you know, in regards to my journey, like the, this is also one of the most important things. And I think if for people who are stiff, <laughs> particularly not not just people who are experiencing pain but like stiffness i think that 
the mental side of things, like what's going on in your mind and your emotions is a huge piece. And those journeys for me of like opening my body, opening my, my mind, my emotions, my spirit, like that has all been one thing. And so again, the physical stuff is the stuff. It's the stuff that's going to change you um, physically, but learning how to like calm your nervous system and relax is so huge. And it's going to help you when you go to work on your body. And that is like anybody who I work with, we're going to be working on that as well, because it's, I've found it to be just so massive. So just a little like breadcrumb, you know, for anybody who's, who's going through this stuff, like maybe, maybe follow that breadcrumb a little bit and see where it takes you. Um, do you have a video by any chance that kind of talks about this side of things on your channel already? Yeah, actually, um, I'd like to plug, I have a video series. Uh, it's the first thing you'll see if you go on my channel. Okay. okay. I think it's like, what, why are you so tight? <laughs> okay. Uh, and I made it for this or not for this podcast, but like for anybody who is super stiff, like I made it for you. Um, because it sort of like talks you through like, how did I end up here? You know? And like, what, what are the things that I can do to start to go away from this? All right. That, that sounds perfect. So go to art of opening on YouTube, go watch this series to understand why you're stiff. Um, and then you can find all of Mitch's details, contact info and all that, um, right there. Um, Mitch, thank you again for your time and i always love chatting with you as you know um so i hope we'll have another chance to chat again soon thanks for sharing this um wherever you're listening please like share subscribe comment on this whatever you learn from this share it with other people all right um thanks again mitch take care stay warm and as always remember that pain sucks life shouldn't